A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Welcome back, everyone, to the Poor Hitter Podcast. This is Robbie D, the Dead Poor Hitter. You can find me on X at Dead Poor Hitter, the Poor Hitter Podcast itself at Poor Hitter Pod. Got another show here with Randy Haynes at Randy Haynes 22 on the X machine, H-A-I-N-E-S. And we are going to discuss Market Watch segment. Gladiators, draft champions on the NFBC, players trending up, players trending down. We're going to hit a decent amount of players in each in each bucket of that. So, um, and then this will be the last pull hitter pod before uh, Christmas. And I uh, want to wish everyone a happy holidays, whatever you celebrate, celebrate it, celebrate it. That's it. Just celebrate it. Cherish it. Uh, enjoy this time with your family. You know, um, time isn't promised. So make it special. Be in the moment. Get off your fucking phone when you're with your family. Put it down. Put it in a box. That's what we're going to do in our family. We're going to put the fucking phones in a box. That's it. Smarten up. Look up and appreciate each other's faces and the laughter. You don't know how, how long you're going to look at it for, right? So, so smarten up, okay? Smarten up. Pick up your phone. Pick up your head from your phone. That's it. Be living in the moment. Okay? Not every picture has to be captured for Instagram or fucking Facebook. Right? Just just live. Live. Yeah, sorry, that's my rant, but it it's it was necessary to get that out. But I hope seriously, everyone have a wonderful holiday season. We're gonna be back with the Poor Podcast probably a couple days after Christmas. We're not gonna take uh time off through the new year. Just we're not. No reason to. There's content to be made. Got to put it out there. So, um, one last plug for the Pull Hitter Patreon. Come check it out. Pull Hitter Fantasy. If you go to patreon.com, you can put Pull Hitter Fantasy in the search bar. And we'll, we'll, we'll help you out for your fantasy season. There's, there's over 220 people right now in the Discord live chatting about so many different things. We have multiple threads for different interests. We have a draft right now that we're doing together as a group voting. Um, real voting. And it's fantastic. It's fantastic. We're building a team. Last year we won our draft champions team. So we're trying to we're trying to run it back, you know. And we're probably gonna do another one once this this wasn't done. We may even do three. Who knows? Come be a part of it. Cause you're getting to see pretty much content in real time. We're talking about players who we might draft. We're talking about roster construction strategy in real time. 
um, very successful players, people who are just digging into NFPC or curious as well. You won't feel overwhelmed if you've never really played in the NFPC as much or ha have just dabbled a little bit. You won't be because everyone, there, there's so many newer players, there's so many seasoned vets. Um, come check it out. Seriously, it's a great space. It's the best Discord around. It hasn't stopped since baseball ended. It really hasn't. <laughs> We've been nonstop drafting, sharing draft boards. Just wonderful, really. And that comes with the sign-up of the Patreon. You get access to the Discord. Along with my player breakdowns, I have right now 16 full-length player breakdowns, super, super deep dives. And then I do draft recaps of all my draft champions, gladiators, going through the strategy of each. Um, for the upper tier of the Patreon, for the $15 tier, if you sign up for that, you'll get a video of it too. I'll share my screen. I'll show my spreadsheet. I'll show uh, breaking down fan graphs and stack cast pages. Um, pitch mix stuff, whatever. Doing it all. Come check it out. Pumping stuff out all the time for you guys. And I want you guys to come and enjoy it and enjoy the community that we've set forth here. And here we go. This is Market Watch with Randy Haynes. And we go into talking about Craig Kimbrell, Jose Alvarado, Mason Miller, Brian Wu, Justin Turner, CES, Edward Julian, Andrew Abbott, Eric Fetty. Uh, Jeff Hoffman, Jake Bowers, Rene Pinto. There's a lot of names over here. I know Eloy Jimenez, uh, JTR, amongst my, uh, a couple more. So come check it out. Enjoy the Pull Hill Pod and catch you on the next one after the holidays. Right, we're going to do a Gladiator and a DC Market Watch. We're gonna, we took the Draft Champions. ADP from November and December. It's only been four complete in December, so it's not a huge sample, but there's definitely some players in here that are representing some, you know, pretty seismic shifts. So we're going to go through guys who are dropping and guys who are rising, staying away from obvious injured, you know, kind of players like that. But um, let's start straight up. The first one, though, is going to be a combination. We'll talk to him. We'll talk about him in in both aspects because I think it's, it's worth mentioning. But Craig Kimbrell uh, moving up. In the four DCs that were completed in December, he had an ADP of 152 after having an ADP of 230. So pretty, pretty, pretty big rise there. And then Gladiators, um, this is from November to December ADP, which is plenty. There's it's, it's, uh, lots of uh, data from both months of that. Um, and he he's moved he's moved up there quite quite amount too. So. What do you think about the overall range he he fell into? Because I think we knew he was going to get here, but seeing it um, go from, again, in Gladiators, it was, sorry, it was two, 207 to 128. So high, 80-pick change in both yeah. leagues. Um, right where he falls around, you know, you got the Clay Holmes area. Um, he's ahead of Robert Suarez. How do you feel about that, where he's ending up? Yeah, that's where he should be, I think. Yep. I mean, you mentioned Holmes, you know, Ken Lee, Tanner yep. Scott, Alzali. Like, that's right in that area. I mean, we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in San Diego with Suarez. But I think everybody else, and I guess the Yankees, with the Yankees being the Yankees, you know, they could still always add add a bigger name to kind of supplant Holmes there. But I think him and Ken Lee are good comps. I mean, they've guys that have been doing it forever. And they're on teams that should win enough games. I, th I think I would rather take Kenley. I, I just think Kimbrell's like, even though with the contract they gave him and everything the Orioles were saying in the offseason about how they wanted, you know, a, 
a big time guy with experience. I think he's going to have one of the longer leashes, you know, on his job of anybody. Um, I, I just think with how volatile he's been skills wise, the lat, the back half of his career, I would probably take, take Kenley, but I could also, I could also see if somebody wanted to like maybe diversify in that range, like maybe get like one or two Kenleys and make sure they get like one Kimbrel. But uh, I think between the DCs and the gladiator, you'd rather take him, rather take him in a DC, right? Because you, if, if things do hit the fan, you can bench him. Um, whereas the gladiator is you're, you're wearing that, you know, if the, if things get off the rails and I yeah, I, I think I'd rather, I think I'd rather take the shot in the DC. Definitely rather DC, but I don't think I mind them in each. Um, yeah. I, I like what Kimball did. I mean, in the first half of last season, he was just completely dominant. Um, he definitely fell back into, uh, not super effective Kimball, you know, in the second half with the, I mean, the first yeah, half. And there's still some playoff stink, some playoff stink left on him too. There's some bit, playoff but... stink. Um, but still in the hole, he was able to strike out 90 batters, you know, mm-hmm. still, still throw, um, Nice ball percentage, so he's not getting in trouble with walks. Uh, the swing and strike is still good. I don't know. I, I think overall he's still got a really solid skill set, and I think that the Orioles, again, are a club that I I like him going to that park. I like him going to that organization, you know, mm-hmm. with just everything they have pointing up there. So I think it's a great spot for Kimball, and um, I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely invested in, 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 both, uh, in both leagues so far. And uh, – yeah, I'm not afraid. Let's go, mm-hmm. Oriole, baby. Close out those games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll get them. Go get them. Um, all right, next guy we'll talk about moving up on the list is actually his uh, one of his former teammates, um, Jose Alvarado. Again, so we'll stick with the Gladiator right now. Just wanted to throw um, Alvarado. I mean, Kimber out there, uh, but Alvarado in the Gladiators now has moved up from uh, 223 to 199. So uh, two-round movement there, almost a two-round movement. And I think that's teams just getting a little bit more comfortable with him maybe being the guy. Um, I was kind of in at, I think I got him in a couple of spots at 230. It's tough in the Gladiator um, at that spot because you may – even if you think he's going to get 18 to 20 saves, you you might be able to get that, you know, maybe a little later on, or if you, even if you went on like a Kyle Finnegan. But what do you think about this spot here for Alvarado? Yeah, I think part of the jump up also is is kind of in tandem with Kimbrell signing. Yep. I mean, there wasn't a ton of rumblings that he was going to go back to Philly, but, you know, you never know how, how things are going to shake out if they want to, if they really like that bullpen, yep. you know. Obviously, they could still go get a hater or whoever, but. I also think it's it's a combination of that, and then people just digging into just how how dominant that guy is. I mean, he's just he's a monster. I mean, I, I know I have him in at least one gladiator so far this year, and I think he's he's perfect in that format because you're he's going to get you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be crazy to see him get you know like 70, 80 Ks as a reliever with just crazy ratios, and even if he's not the permanent closer, you know, like like I said you know, you know, double digits and saves and maybe six, seven, eight wins. But I think the, I think what's nice about him possibly becoming V closer is Soto and Matt Strom are both still there. And it sounds like yep. they've for the most part given up on Strom as a starter. Yeah. Which he, which is a little surprising because he had some moments last year as a starter, uh, but it's, I guess it's hard to know for sure how they view him, you know, health wise. But I do think as long as those two guys are still there, that really, 
you know, we'll see what they do free agency wise if they sign a hater or something. But I think it really makes it makes it very possible that Alvarado is is the Phillies closer. And if March rolls around and they haven't done anything, I mean, you're going to see him jump. I mean, what another probably 40 spots, right? At least if they haven't done anything, if they haven't done anything, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's just, he's He'll got probably, the potential. He has yeah. the potential. If, if he got every save chance, you know, for the Phillies, he's got the potential skills wise to be top, you know, what five, six, seven closer with those skills, you know, with that skill set. Yes. With the, some of the injuries he's, you know, suffered last year. I think that's maybe yeah. people a little wary too, but I would put him, he'd probably land in that range that you mentioned before the Alzale, mm-hmm. um, group with all those other closers he probably all of a sudden get lumped in there you know because that'll just be like a run uh, of closers yep. and they'll be like all right well i've run the last guy here and and that's that's how he becomes that um but yeah i again he he was really unbelievable and then when he went to the angelus the first time he came back wasn't a little wasn't right at first right of the ship mm-hmm. and it still wasn't how he started the season, but it was still really effective, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that combination of him and Kimball, I was assuming Kimball was definitely, definitely had a possibility to go back to the Phillies. Um, mm-hmm. I always kept that in my head. Like he, to me, it was an option because they just seemed like a team. Like, hey, look, they did it last year. Let's just run it back, right? Let's just yeah. add a couple of pizza, but let's run, let's run it back. We got this squad here. Um, but I like, I like Alvarado, and I think like even, you know, I like trying to target. Hoffman for DC, um, Kirkering is is goes higher, and because you know he got a lot of uh, juice last year, and he could be like Kimbrel light in terms of getting you know maybe thirty percent of the save uh, chances, right? And he could become useful. Um, so that bullpen is, and I I actually like Strom too, and in, in, in mm-hmm. that pen, yeah, the bullpen's loaded. The, the bullpen is loaded. MLB Network, these fucking clowns. I'm watching it. It was like right, right before, uh, I don't know, maybe like two weeks ago. And they're like talking and like to where they're trying to find landing spots for random people like Matt Moore. You know, I'm like, geez, man, they, <laughs> they need something else to talk about. And uh, <laughs> I forgot who said it, but like Matt Moore, you know who needs Matt Moore? The Phillies need Matt Moore. That bullpen needs help on the back end. I'm like, they have fucking multiple lefties. And they have yeah. Gregory Soto, who's, I mean, Matt Moore was good last year. I'm not taking anything from Matt Moore, but I'm like, the Phillies don't need him. There's other teams that need him more, man. Like, yeah, exactly. did you look at the bullpen? I was like <laughs> screaming. I'm yeah, like, and we man. haven't even mentioned, like, we haven't even mentioned Dominguez. Yeah. We I haven't mean, even mentioned him. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was down last year, but it wouldn't be crazy to that he kind of regained form. Gregory yeah. Soto too is really dangerous. They've made him a, a way better pitcher. He came in a yeah. couple times versus the Mets, and I'm like, this guy is electric too. So I don't know. The pen is good there. Yeah, they, um, if they if they go, I don't think they would go for a mid range guy like a Moore. Like they're gonna either go go at the top of you know, like again, we keep mentioning Hater, and I know they've been rumored to go there, but. If they don't go for that, they're probably just gonna gonna roll with what they have because that's you know we just mentioned that's six dudes you know that they have with the potential to pitch in high leverage in high leverage right. situations. Right. I, I wish there was a I wish there was a way to just be like, all right, I want the Phillies closer. I don't know who it's gonna be, but I know whoever it is is gonna be is like in is football they do team monster. kicker. Yeah. You just just yeah just yeah. do team saves. Could you imagine if we did team team, team saves, saves in the NFBC? I mean, good <laughs> lord. Good fucking yeah. lord! Oh, that's a yeah. whole nother level. Of, we we would only um, need what like six hundred dollars of fab for a year instead of a thousand, right? 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> you just knock it down because easily, maybe just yeah. even 400. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. No. yeah. And, and like uh, part of that bullpen being so good as a whole makes me maybe a little less willing to devote so much stock into Alvarado, even if they did nothing and mm -hmm. he went up. That's why, like, I like him. I liked him in that 220. And I would consider him at the 200 too, especially if you maybe you didn't get a closer early, right? Or you got one late and you were trying to attack it late. Um, because there just may be a concern that he might not get all of them. Um, mm -hmm. But... I and because they have the options, if he does right. falter, they have, right. you know, one or two blown saves and they're, they can easily try somebody else. Right. Even if you, even if you get 18 to 20, I don't think that's anything terrible that I don't think that pick becomes wasted at 199, you know, one, even if it goes up to like 180 soon, as we start seeing more drafts, I don't think it becomes wasted if you only end up at 18 or 20, as long as you put up good ratios, it's still a contribution to the overall total, right? You, you can mm -hmm. make it up in other ways, but um, I don't think, I don't think he's going to get to that 30 number that, you know, that would be, you know, a leap for him, but um, all right, let's, uh, Who's next? Let's talk about these two guys. Mason Miller um, has jumped up from 256 to 227 in Gladiators. And that's interesting, too, because, you know, you're letting it ride with him, too. So I have, I think, maybe one or two of them. I did, like, 17 Gladiators. Um, not sure exactly how many I have, but uh, <laughs> I was interested. Um, yeah. It becomes a little more pricier. It comes to get, like, oh, man, now you really need him to be uh, more of save-ish guy than like the hybrid role I was kind of drafting him for was just get a hundred elite innings yeah, of, yeah. of, of, you know, of 120 Ks and maybe you get four or five wins, but I'm just going for elite ratios um, for like my S this is like pitcher nine or pitcher eight um, mm -hmm. plugging in around two closers and you know six six starters and you're throwing that was my strategy at least with mason miller kind of the same the way it is with brian abreu and, and um matt brash right it's the same thing like just give me a hundred k's and just elite stuff uh maybe add in some wins maybe ancillary saves but now the adp is becoming more like you need to be a closer <laughs> right yeah exactly because <laughs> that well that that's i mean that's obviously what it is there was that nugget that he not even that he is the closer that he could be and <laughs> fucking nugget. I mean, that's just, that's just all it takes. It's just all it takes sometimes, man. It's just like, yeah. this guy could be the, cl Oh, okay. Shoot up, you know, mid 172, like she's, but I mean, that has to, that coming out has to suck for someone like you that, that was drafting a lot of Miller for that role. Cause now you really can't, you almost got to pivot to another option. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. I don't, I'm, I'm out. Like, yeah, you know, because even if you're the A's closer, like what, what is the A's closer giving us? Like, how many saves did Trevor May give us last year? Like, 18, I think he had 20? a little more. Like, yeah, exactly. I think he had a little more than we probably thought. But like, I don't think I don't he's going to be the closer. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, maybe I, not like the the set closer. Like he's one of two or three dudes that are, you know, I mean, it's Oakland. Like they can't be just saving Mason Miller for the one game a week. No. No, yep. no, they won't. They won't. And they won't. I think I think he's just going to be in some, you know, like two or three inning role where they use him once or maybe twice a week. Um, and that's it, you know? Yeah, which um, is totally, totally fine. And is going to have yeah. use throughout the year, but not at this price. I mean, at this price, right. at this price you 100%. need him to, you need him to close, 
Yeah, he didn't get 20 saves here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If if he's starting, that's also not if he's if he ends up being a starter at this price, that's also not good because we know his his chances at a win for A, the team that he's on, and B, how they handled him last year, you know, three, four innings at a time. Like just by default, he's not going to get any wins. So this is kind of a I mean this is this is a this is kind of a landmine the way yep. this is shaping up the way his ADP keeps going up because yeah and yeah, it's the it's, and and this is to take nothing from him as the pitcher obviously like you know he's just, yeah no it's all about the role yeah it's all about the role in the team um I don't know like like steamer but steamer has him now for they've 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 already allotted him some saves so they brought him him you know they've tacked on the 18 save and it looks amazing. Like if now, if he does do this 68 innings, 94 strikeout, 2.96 ERA, 18 saves. Yeah. 220 in gladiator DC, whatever. I'll take that. Right. Because you can get maybe 10 more saves from Kyle Finnegan, like, you know, 50, 60 picks later, but you also going to get some poor ratios than this, but this has to happen. Right. I don't know. And I don't know if it does. And, 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 that again, that's not a testament because his stuff is just brutally fucking nasty. Like especially when he came back, I mean, he had some. Everything was working for him. Um, mm-hmm. His pitches are unbelievable, but I don't think like, and I'm not saying these guys are wonderful of any kind. But Danny Jimenez, Urseg, Zach Jackson, they're not great, but they're not terrible either. And I do think that they will command more of a ninth inning job. Because I do think in 2025, Mason Miller will be starting. And I just think they want to get him there. Like like, like what they said, they just want him to be in the lineup more like than not, right? He wants yeah, to get through a, a full season. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, just be available. He's got to be available. So start him in the pen. See, the, the Twins kind of went the route with Duran. Like, you know, they went into the pen and they were like, well, maybe he'll go back to starting. He never did. And I think that's maybe what's stuck in a lot of people's head. But the A's don't have what the Twins had at the at, at starting pitcher to, like, be like, we need to put Duran back there. Like, we need to see what we have. They just didn't. They didn't have to. And I just think with Miller, Oakland eventually wants to see him starting. And I think the path to him getting there in 2025 is for him to throw 80 innings rather than 50 as a closer. I don't know. That could just be, that's just the way I think about it. Yeah. It's, and I'm sure it's in the back of their mind that they let him start four games. He went four to third, four, seven and six, and then he was out for three months. Yep. You know, four or yeah, four months. Sorry. Uh, I think that's also got to be in the back of their mind. Plus on top of his injury history, prior to even debuting in the majors. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just entirely out as this price either stays where it is or even, even if it goes up. So yeah, I won't be having much Mason Miller this year. Yeah. Um, Can't like, this is a good exercise too. It's a good thought, but what, what happens, what happens if, you know, spring training comes around and he is anointed the closer. Like we're for, we're we're forecasting. I'm forecasting something crazy and seismic, but they come out and say he will be our closer. Like yeah, I don't think they ever will. But 
Like, does he just go all of a sudden into that range that we were just the talking range about? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Right? It's already, <laughs> it, it's not that, I mean, right now it's not, it's not that far off, you know? Yeah. I mean, from I know. where he is now, you know, like I just, whew, yeah. So but it, I mean, at me, least, like, man, that makes me want to pick him then in a DC more often than yeah. not now, just with that thought, because even that thought that we just threw out there, verbally yeah. it was the first time i said it to anyone mm-hmm. out loud i've been saying it in my head uh it was the first time and hearing it like yeah we everyone will jump to, up to him then but that all has to happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> but even for a dc it's probably a little better because depending regardless of what his role is you know he can be one of your nine a lot of weeks yeah but in the gladiator it's just yeah just and a the, little, yeah. yeah in the gladiators if you're not getting wins and he's not getting saves that's that's obviously going to hurt you Yep. And then in a fab league, it gets it gets real hard real quick to hold a pitcher like that. Yeah, you know, that's not getting mm-hmm. wins and not getting saves. So, yeah, for a DC, for a DC, you could probably just keep scooping them up. But any, outside of anything else like that, um, I I don't really see I don't really see much point. Mm-hmm. Um, last guy we talk about on the rise of a gladiator is Mr. Brian Wu, who's moved up or uh, about twelve spots here. Um, in a month. So what do you think about Brian Wu? I think uh, there's definitely, I've been in a couple of those live ones and sometimes I've seen his name pop up at like, you know, a little earlier than I was kind of waiting. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And it might be one guy though, who's really liking the Wu more than anybody else, you know? Oh, one, one guy's moving the market on his own. Yeah. Gotta love, I don't know. Gotta love Could, be. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like for them. Yeah, exactly. I, I like Wu. Um, I, I kind of just assumed why he was going up is maybe people are really starting to look into things more. Uh, you know, these good swing strike rate, you know, K minus BB was solid. Sierra was maybe, maybe, a, maybe a hair high. Um, but he also was, he had that, I'm trying, I'm maybe misre- misremembering, but he kind of like had a, was it a forearm strain, but then he only missed like a week. Like you almost mm-hmm. have to wonder if he maybe came back too soon. I remember something, something like that. With him last year, let me yeah. See. I think, let I me think see if was, I can scrape it yeah. real quick. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he misses. Let's see, a little. Yeah, it was in August. Yeah, he misses. You know, two weeks in August, and when he came back from there, there was some. There were still some good starts, but you see a six earned, you see a five earned, and a couple. You know, another start where he only lasted three and two thirds innings. So yeah, I, I think that's maybe part of a little bit. People are people are looking into what happened prior to that from the time he got called up. I mean, he was, his first start was not good. I think, I think that was kind of memorable because that was on like a Friday or Saturday, right? Yeah. 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 And it kind of, it kind of dropped the fab price down and he was really good from there. He was really good from there up until the time he, that whatever with his forearm um, flared up and then kind of, you know, only four innings, you know, the first start back. So yeah. And I don't, there's the rumors, I guess that Seattle could maybe sign, um, Blake Snell, but I almost think if they do that, they would then have to. There's been Logan Gilbert trade rumors, you know, even at the trade deadline last year and stuff, and maybe even Wu could be somebody that they could end up trading out. But if they do that, they almost have to turn around and trade somebody and get a bat in there. They probably need to do that anyway. Yeah. Whether they're signing Snell or not. But yeah, I think this is more just people are looking into it and seeing that there's there's a lot to like here and, you know, only 20, you know, about to turn 24 good park to pitch in. I mean, there's definitely a scenario where this, uh, this ends up being a huge steal this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I just never, I don't know why, but it's probably the thing I heard one of the most um, all off season long is Logan Gilbert being traded. And I just don't understand why they would trade him. I get the logic behind it, but I don't think it's that they're like actively shopping him or that it's likely. I just, I think, I mean, you look at the team and you see their, their rotation with the five guys that they have on paper. Now, you know, you're going to have, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they're hoping to get Robbie Ray back at some point, you know, you never know with setbacks or whatever, but more than likely he'll return, you know, at some point you have, you have Hancock, you know, is Emerson Hancock's on the 40 man now. So there's another option that you have there and they just, they do well with pitchers. I mean, I think they're known a little bit more for how they're able to make some of these bullpen pieces out of thin air. It seems like, but they know what they're doing with pitching. And I just think he kind of, you're not going to turn around Trachis to you. Obviously they paid him. So between Gilbert and Kirby, they kind of make the most sense to trade. Gilbert's a year older. He's been in the, he's been in the majors longer. He's, you know, so you're closer to free agency. They need a bat. I just think that's where it's coming from. But there were definitely, I mean, I can try to pull them up, but there were definitely rumors at the trade deadline, you know, around or maybe one of those things that leak out, you know, after the trade deadline kind of thing. Like, oh, they yeah. they did consider, you know, trading him. But I, I just think that's all it is. I, I think if you're betting, he's he's gonna be on the Mariners this year in most scenarios. But if they do make a trade or if they do sign Snell, especially if they sign Snell, like they almost have to immediately turn around and then trade somebody. Yep. I hear you there. Um, yeah, one day ago, could the Mariners keep Bryce Miller and Brian Wu? There we go. Like, they're just, yeah, there's a lot of them, and it's from different sites. And then I heard the Logan Gilbert one from pretty much every major analyst. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. I was just like, all right, enough, enough. Yeah. Because then you don't even have to read the article. It's like the same thing. It's like, oh, I get it. They're going to trade their. They're going to trade Gilbert, you know, because he's yeah. uh, an established asset for a bat. But uh, at that yeah, point, there's a couple, like, a, there's a Sports Illustrated article. If you just look at Gilbert trade deadline, you just Google it. The first thing is a Sports Illustrated yeah. article that the, Ray, the Rays and others sought Logan Gilbert from the Mariners at the trade deadline. So I just think it's one. I mean, look, I've, I mean, trust me, I've been eyeing him up as a trade for the Orioles. I mean, I, I think they, they – they need bats. The Orioles have bats. They need a pitcher. I mean, let's let's do it. But yeah, what would you give up for him, Gilbert? Ah, uh, I mean, like, what's the what, most you would? What's the most you would? What's I mean, you're the, not trading. You're not trading Holiday for him. Not obviously. trading. You're Holiday. not trading. You're not, not trading. Solo. I think that's the guy. That's I've, the that's the target. Been, no, see, I, I've been talking with you know friends of mine. And I was like, I don't understand why he's not the one that's being traded because you have your catcher. Okay. His part of his appeal is being tied up in being a catcher. So unless you're going to move him to your plan is like, that's our first baseman of the future, which they showed. They showed that you can find first baseman. You can find Ryan O'Hearns. You can, you know, you can teach Anthony Santander to play first base. Like, I don't understand why he hasn't already been traded in a package for a pitcher. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, right. Am I, I don't think I'm being, I don't think I'm being crazy. I mean, he's, you can say guys aren't really blocked if they're good enough, but he's, he's blocked and that's his value is a lot of his value is in being a catcher. I mean, I know he can hit very well, but being a catcher that can hit well, I mean, that's, that's appealing to a lot of, you know, the other 29 teams really, you know, I guess maybe there's a, maybe there's also a sense of like, 
whenever it comes to him getting up, is he the backup to Adley and Adley plays the rest of his games at first base instead of DHN or something like that? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's obviously an option, but if he's if he's, if he's really good be, enough to draw if he's, somebody, yeah, back, he's a yeah. he's a nineteen year old in Double A, so it's not crazy to think that he would be in the majors in two, two years, years, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so are you really going to move Adley to first base at age you know twenty seven? I guess you could do that, but but why not just you know again why not just trade him now in a package with Norby Mayo Westberg Ortiz however Kowser, whatever whatever other person you want to put whatever with him combo. to go get a, to go get a Logan Gilbert like yeah let's I mean sign me up you think if the Mariners I think you think if they're discussing that what they're asking for is three guys like three of those guys I mean I think that would make I think that yeah. would make sense you yeah. know. Yeah, or or maybe like, see, and then that's where that's where I that's where I think I say no. I, I I'm keeping that like unbelievable depth that they have with these kids and trying to find it elsewhere. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I see, I think the depth is, and maybe I'm just overrating the system, but I think the depth is there even if you trade two guys. Okay. Good. Good point. You know better than yeah. me. So go, yeah. But but you know what I mean. Like yep, if you if you have oh, yeah, Adley yeah. Rutschman, why is Basayo not not like the ideal guy to trade? Yeah. Damn, man, they got they're stacked. <laughs> Fucking team is stacked, man. So stacked. Um, all right. On the on the other side of things, on guys falling, um, we got Mr. Justin Turner, who went from having a 238 ADP to 265. So a nice 20, 27 pick slide. The the obvious here is will he play again? He's old. The non the the other obvious play is he came off his best season. He's gonna get money to. Uh, I'm sure he's gonna get money thrown at him to have a nice DH spot somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't been hesitant to take him. Um, I think I got him in a couple of DCs. Uh, I mean, in one DC, but a couple of gladiators. I don't know. He seemed like a nice plug and play. Hope he gets 500 plate appearances with a solid average. And I don't know. Yeah, this just it. feels like a mistake, right? Like, he's not. <laughs> you know, we talked. We talked about McCutcheon. Is he going to play? But like, Turner opted out of his deal. You know, yes, or declined declined his option. However, you want to phrase it. Like, you. I mean, unless Justin Turner is like the nicest guy in the world and is like, oh, I'm turning down this money because I don't want to play. Like, he's going to play. You know. So I, I just think like, yeah, you're maybe a little bit worried about where he's going to sign, but he's not going to also sign somewhere to be like we talked about, like with McCutcheon to chase a ring and play once a week. Right. Like he's still, and he's much better than McCutcheon. He's going to sign somewhere. He's going to play a lot. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of data that says he's going to continue to rake. So this just kind of feels like a, kind of feels like a mistake that he's, that he's on this list of guys that are dropping when there's really no, I I mean, what's the reason? Like other than just like, you know, you're tired of Justin Turner. Like you want to be a year early rather than a year late getting out of him. But at this price, like even if this is it, even if this is the end, like it didn't crush you. So yeah, this just, mm-hmm. I'm just going to chalk this up as people making a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Totally. I'm totally in with the price. Um, CS is another faller here going from uh, 127 to 140. Um, so again, the raw number is only 13 picks, but 
in terms of this formula that someone devised for me. He's one of the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest movers here in terms of where he is in the draft and the amount of spots he's moved. And obviously it comes with the, you know, with the signing of Camdelario, with, with the rumblings that someone might start in triple a between the young kids. He, he, he crushed the ball in September with the monster OPS monster battle rates and hitting, I think eight home runs. Um, I don't know. Are, are you, are you taking advantage of this slide? If he even continues to go a little further? It's still a little rich. The fact that he, this price, even with the slide, it's still a little rich for someone that could unfortunately, and it's not through any fault of his own could in theory, start the year in the minors or start right. the, or start the season playing, you know, 60% of the time, but at this pick, at this pick, you can't be drafting a hitter that's playing 60% of the time. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's a brutal, that's a brutal thing to have happen if you're at this range. But I, I don't, I don't know. I, I really struggle with how to view the Reds still <laughs> yeah, with, with how they're doing. Like, now. you know, like that's the thing is like, we could be, I mean, we could be sitting here doing this show, and we see a, t a, you know, somebody reports that India got traded, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, we're cool. CES is, uh, <laughs> yeah, CES and you're right on back. the clock, and you're, you're like, go. let's go, baby, oh, yeah. raise all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should maybe you should have waited a little longer to make that pick before we started. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I get I get why he's dropping. And if you're drafting again, you're in a you're in a draft right now you have kind of have to at least bake in the risk that he's not a full-time player definitely to start the season. And, you know, we say injuries happen, but what if the injuries to him, you know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. what if the injuries don't happen? What if the injuries don't happen to where it benefits your roster at that time? So it's tough. I mean, you know, but it could end up not being him. You know what I mean? What if it's Marte, you know, like it's like, it's not going to be Ellie, but like, you know, there's the little, there are little rumblings out there that, oh, yeah, maybe Ellie could start the year in the minors, but, you know, I don't think it's going to be. Uh, but the India trade's the one, you know, that's the one. Like, that that kind of just needs to happen sooner rather than later. But until it, do until it does, his price is going to drop, and I kind of I agree with it. I mean, there's just – there's still just way too many good bats in this range to roll the dice on, on someone that isn't going to – be playing, you know, 90% of the time or more. He had eight home runs in September, though, CS, and a 963 OPS. Oh, yeah, I'm not questioning. Uh, I'm not questioning 18 him, 18% Bowery. Like, how is he going to start off in AAA? They need this kind of bat in the lineup. Like, they have a whole hybrid of guys, but he's the thump. He's, like, yeah. not a 40 home run guy, but he's the guy who's who's going yard. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. Just, it's not it's not perfect because you get the extra eligibility with Alec Bohm, but you're on the clock right now. I mean, that's the next first baseman after him. I mean, what are you what are you doing? Oh, CES all day. Okay, so even with I the think, question mark, you're still yes. Even with the question mark, I just love the skill set so much more, and I get it. Bohm's the accumulator, but that's the thing with an accumulator like like Bohm, who doesn't have like he's getting better incrementally better and. A yeah, lot of facets of his game, but I don't ever see him making that jump to being this yeah. one. He doesn't have a carrying tool like in, in terms okay. of one, you know. All right, so maybe category. so then I'll switch this positions. Is, this is I'll where, like, I was just gonna say in, in general with CS Marte, those kind of guys is this is when that 
that that phrase by skills not role i think applies mm -hmm. in in full practice <laughs> because yeah i don't know i i just think that eventually their their skills and you know would i don't know would would shine through yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But how how long in the season does it take for that? You know, and how much other stats did you miss out on until that comes to comes to fruition? But uh, I here's the other no, one that's not totally true. Obviously, doesn't have the same quite the the power upside that CES does, and it's a different position. But a couple spots later, Anthony Santander. I mean, that's the next closest like power bat in that range. Because then you get to like your Friedels that run. You know, Edmonds obviously a completely different profile. You got some catchers in there. Um, I can see like Teoscar, I guess maybe would be a little bit in that range as well. Like CES, Santander and Teoscar, like you have him definitely ahead of both of them. I think he's right there. Okay. I, I mean, I would probably just, just knowing how I'm drafting in terms of positions. Um, I could, I think I would put Santander ahead of him because I tend to be catching up in outfield from how I draft earlier. Okay. So I think that would, that's why I would probably raise Santander ahead of him. Um, yeah, it's tough. There's not a ton of first base only guys going yeah. around where CES is. That's why this yeah. makes it a little bit of tough. And then even the one that's probably, I guess, closest to him right now is Yandi, which is just, you know, the only thing that's similar about the two of them is the position they play. You know what I mean? You're getting a completely different stat profile from, from Yandi. Yep. So that's yep. a tough comp, but yeah, I get, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm probably not gonna end up with a lot of CES then even as the price drops, but yeah, I can definitely, I, I, I see why someone like yourself or anyone else making this argument would not want to jump off, would actually want to jump even more in because of the skills. So, yeah. Uh, it's such a conundrum. The red, the reds are, I think, on the on the on the thoughts of more um, drafters than 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 others for sure. All right, um, let's talk about uh, Minnesota Twin Edward Julian. Um, where can I find him? Okay, uh, Julian. Yeah, so Julian has take a drop um, from. 215 to 230 almost 230 uh 15 pick drop about i don't know he's another guy i don't know what to make of i love the skill set i'm like i want to buy skills not roll here uh, but i guess maybe he has a role does he do we trust baldelli i think if he was on no we i think we know we don't trust baldelli but Fucking baldelli. <laughs> why is he he lives inside of our head i think he he probably takes pride in this right those yeah. fucking fantasy guys fuck yeah. them yeah, a bunch of losers. Bunch of losers. <laughs> ah, I'm a fucking manager, man. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. I, I don't – I would have thought this would have gone the other way with the news that the Twins plan on having Buxton in the outfield, right? Yep. Yep. I mean, I know the depth chart is crowded even with that, but, like, this opens up – this opens up DH for him or Polanco or, you know, Kirilov, who was some combination of the three even, like – I don't know. I would have thought it would have maybe gone the other way now that Buxton, his knee is magically capable of playing 80 games in the outfield overnight. Yeah. But yeah, I, I get it. The depth chart's crowded. You know, we talked about, you know, even though it shouldn't matter if a guy, if, if, a, if a player gets off to a hot or cold start in the first, you know, three weeks of the season, it can drastically affect, you know, the next couple of months of playing time. 
there is there and they do have options like with Castro and Farmer. But yeah, I, I would have thought that would have gone had the I would have thought the Buxton news would have had the opposite effect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think thought it was low to start with. Um mm -hmm. and again, I haven't even I'm saying this without even having to like draft him a ton because my opinion on him and the team changes so much, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I do love the skill set. Um, and it's just, will they let him bat versus lefties, you know? And that's a big, that's a big thing, you know? Um, it is. And I, I maybe the, well, okay, so I say it should have had the opposite effect with Buxton, but now that frees up Castro to play the infield, you know? Plus they already have Farmer. So maybe this does make him platoon more likely. I don't know. But then again, there's rumors that Polanco could be traded. There's rumors Max Kepler could be traded. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I like the skills enough. It's, they're obviously not what they were talking, like what we were just talking about with CES. I don't think he's that type of player at this point. But I think with the price being here, I'm more likely to take a playing time risk here on Julian than I was with CES. That's cool. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. No, I, I like the value where he's going um and i think you'll get exactly what you're paying for 100 percent. it just to me like if he trends any worse in hitting um we struggled a little bit at some point it could be even less pt and that's what i guess what i'm just a little nervous of i i've been i mean i i had julian and edoc Perez were my two most rostered players last season in draft champion i think i had julian in 10 of 13 leagues uh, i love him and that's why i guess I guess um, you know I just try to really reevaluate their how I feel about a player in terms of costs, you know, from year to year. E even when he came in fab, I was trying to just I knew the writing was on the wall from a platoon perspective, and even maybe at first him not staying up the whole time, and I was very like, ah, no, I'm not going to be in on it because it's going to be a little too much for me. But um, all right, let's uh. Let's do one one last guy on the downturn in um, Gladiators, and it's Mr. Andrew Abbott, right, of the Reds. I think that's who uh, I jotted down. Yes, sir. For some reason, that page won't load, and I think, okay, yeah. Um, dropping about 240 to 260, so 20 picks here. Um, it might not be anything, you know, for a reason, but... I guess maybe are guys liking other uh, players in this like this area, or is this just more inclined to not like his skills after digging in deeper to Andrew Abbott? Yeah, there wasn't like a signing or anything, unless maybe you know there was the Erod rumors, you know, for a couple hours there. You know, I know there was if you go back a couple of weeks, there were some Glassnow rumors, so maybe it's just that. But I still think. I still think he's probably in the rotation, right? I mean, even if they do add another guy, you know, yeah, I know they signed yes. Nick Martin. I think I know they signed Nick Martinez and all, but I I could go either way. Like I would much prefer uh Lodolo to add yeah. it. I think I think okay. just just straight up, you know, cost you know, the cost isn't the same right now. It's getting a little closer. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe people are digging in digging in a little more and and seeing that I th I think Lodolo is is kind of kind of flying under the radar maybe a little bit with all the injuries, but I still don't love the fact that either one of them has to pitch half their games in the park that they have to pitch them in. Yeah. 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 That, that has me tempered off of Lodolo a little bit, but I just, uh, that's you know another conversation. I just kind of like Lodolo a lot. The price he currently is even with that ballpark. 
But yeah, yeah I, I don't know why he's dropping. Um, yeah, it could just be, you know. Do you, do you like he, usually his overall skill set, like his overall profile? I, know I think it's fine. It's and, fine I right? think it's fine enough. It's fine enough. Like, I'm probably not going to end up with a ton of him. Like I said, just because of the ballpark. The like, park, I, I yeah. like, I like Lodolo a lot more from a skills perspective, but I'm that park has me a little scared off of like going all in with him, you know, so it's definitely not going to have me, you know, with someone that, that I don't love the skills as much, but usually guys like this are, you would see on the, on the other page, like people's, you know, he would go up like we're like how Wu is going up, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it could just be a, co- a combination of things, you know, maybe it's just some randomness throughout the course of draft season and, and whatnot, but I don't, uh, yeah, I still think even if they add another guy, he's gonna, he's gonna stay in the rotation. So, yeah, I think last year there was this like um, point. There was obviously he got off to that ridiculous start, and the yeah, and the metrics like the ERA estimators, his swing and strike rate compared to the K rate, everyone was like, "Oh, this is gonna change. This is not him. You know, he's not this good." And he wasn't obviously that good to start, but he still ended up on this season. Yeah, with, he wasn't bad. Yeah, no, he wasn't bad. One hundred and twenty strikeouts in one hundred and ten innings with a four three three Sierra and a sixteen point six K to walk. Um, like 26% K rate. That's not nothing. Like you said, I totally agree with you at the park. It makes you stay away a little bit, but I think, I think, I think it's, I think it was more, um, I don't know. I think he pitched better than everyone made out to be about how bad he was. I guess that's what my point is being like, it seems like the narrative around him was like, he's just not good instead of he's just not as good as, as he was showing. But I think he still has a pretty good profile. Yeah. But like I said, yeah. the park and, is, is, is sucks. And things did start to normalize in the second half though. He had a three forty one bad, in the second half, right. You know, so that start he got off to, you know, the regression kind of, kind of sort of already happened a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I like it. I think it's a. I think it's an average arm. Like you said, the park sucks, so I could see dropping from there. All right, we're gonna go to the DC market watch now. Again, this is only from four uh, recent four drafts out of uh, in DCs. But the first guy we're gonna hit is Mr. Eric Fetty, who in November was going at five ten, and now is at three ninety six. So big bump up for Mr. Fetty, 114 spots. Um, do you like where he's ending up right now in ADP? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I, I mean, the boost is obviously because he signed, you know, in the major leagues. There was the, you know, the rumors that he might end up staying in the KBO and all. But no, I just I didn't love the spot that he landed in. I mean, I know there may be changing some things organizationally you know, they're in the white sock with the white Sox, but I'm, they're going to be a, they're going to be a bad team this year. It's, you know, the parks, the park is what it is. It's not, it's not going to crush them, but I just don't, I, I got to see it. And if the price is going to keep going up, you know, now nah, I'm not going to, I'm out. All right. Let me give you a, uh, some w- quick, would you rather's from the guys around them? All right. All right. Yeah. Um, Sean Manaya. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, JP Sears, Sears. Um, Jose Quintana, Quintana. I I trust I trust Quintana. I, I trust I know what I'm getting from Quintana more than I know what I'm going to get from Fetty. I would agree with that 100. 
way better part two um, yep. and a better team. Um, Jack Flaherty. <laughs> <laughs> pass, pass. <laughs> yeah, pass. <laughs> yeah no i totally think and and like he's right ahead of those are the guys who was like in front of him and then right behind him we got manning matt manning miles mikolas um this is where you might want to consider i, th- I think i still think i take mikolas i mean we know what he is he's been he's yeah. been this He's been the guy for three years. He takes the ball and chucks. He's not great, but he's not terrible. I don't know. Especially for yeah, for DCs, especially. Give me Michaelis. Yeah. I'll even take Mac Meyer, 30 picks after him. I'd rather shoot some upside there. I don't know. And this is nothing against Eric Fetty. He made it change his whole fucking shit, and he comes back, and we're like, maybe he should have gone 250. But yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm guessing they – I don't know. I don't think he's gotten too much better to come back and play for a horrible team and a horrible field for pitchers and uh, do that. Um, all right. Also, on the trend up, we talked about Kimball already. Um and then I wanted to bring up Mr. Mr. Hoff. Uh, I mentioned him before, Mr. Jeff Hoffman, rising up in. Uh, man, I need to get better at Excel, Randy. Um, 112 pick jump from 481 to 465. Uh, is this like we were mentioning before, just part of of uh, Kimbrel being gone, and now? He may yeah. be the next guy up, right? Maybe in line yeah. to get eight saves, five saves. Like yeah, that. I think you know we we talked about the Phillies bullpen a little earlier with Alvarado. I the way that they deployed Hoffman last year, I almost think he would might be less likely to get saves of anybody in there because it did seem like super high Tom, leverage. Yeah, right? Thompson yeah. like that was his dude. You know what I mean? That was his fourth dude. Yep. fourth inning, seventh inning didn't matter. Like that was his dude. You know, that's who he was going to in a big spot. And, I mean, the skills are obviously great. I mean, if he had the ninth inning to himself, he'd be, you know, kind of in the Alvarado boat where he could be a top top 10 closer pretty easily, you know, just based on skills and the the games that, that the Phillies should win. But he he's good, you know, for a DC, I mean, there's definitely going to be weeks where you're going to want to use him, whether he's got the, got the job or not. I think so. Um, so I think that – I think this is just a little – all right, Kimbrell's definitely not coming back here, bump. And there's also, you know, people are starting to dig in more, you know, reliever, you know, like relievers are one of the last spot. Yeah. yeah. Relievers are one of the last things I feel like a lot of people will dig into. It's almost like, all right, I'm on the clock in a DC who's a good reliever, you know? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes that's, that's how that can happen. So, but yeah, I mean, Hoffman's, Hoffman's legit. I mean, he's guys a stud. I actually start with relievers first. In my I'll do you. Okay. Yeah, I actually work backwards because I want to know if I'm like where I'm gonna where I want to spend the pop for them. I can always find bats on the fly if they dig in more, um, yeah. but I want to know like where I'm gonna go late for specs and mm-hmm. where I'm gonna go early or middle for options, and then everything else around that, um, I'm, I'm kind of molding after that. But yeah, Hoffman was one of those guys I've always loved his stuff. Um, finally find, I mean, the Phillies are doing wonders. We talked about that already, but 21% swing and strike rate on the slider with a 147 expected Wova and the split finger is fucking nasty too, getting almost 20% swing and strike rate. Mm-hmm. And he, th- he throws the fourth team at 97. So really on the flip side too, I've been burned with 
becoming, and that's why I'm trying to be a little reserved with Hoffman in terms of my shares, because I, I'm trying to uh, also keep, keep in, keep in mind, right, that he's, it was just this short burst of 50 innings. And we see that a lot from relievers who, I'm not going to say go back to being what he was prior, but just not being as effective as he was last year. Um, and so, but I think he's a really good option for uh, deep, deep in these parts for DCs. Um, what else we got? Uh, we want to hit Will Smith again. I think we kind of talked about him in theory, right? Uh, yeah. Before. Yeah. Pass, um, pass on the Rose Bowl, man. Yep. <laughs> pass on that. Um, let's go to Jake Bowers. Um Signed over with Pittsburgh now, right? Um, sorry, not Pittsburgh, Milwaukee. Uh, jumps up about 60, 70 spots in these four DC drafts in December. First base outfield starting for Milwaukee. I think we touched on him earlier when the news came out, but what do you think about this landing spot for him in recent ADP? I kind of like it. Um, I scooped one up recently. Um, I like the multi eligibility. And I like the park for him to pop some out. Yeah, it's a good park. The playing time is going to be there. the The batting average scares me. I try to, I try to avoid potential batting average drains as much yeah, as I possibly can. You're a batting um, average snob, but yeah, is, yeah, I like it though. Who, I like who it wants though. a who wants a shitty batting average, man? Like, <laughs> I love it. Like, great. You know? I got to do better in drafting it, man. I, I, I'm telling you, I really do. Uh, so maybe you got to teach yeah. me. <laughs> it's but yeah i mean i if he's gonna be hitting in the middle of that lineup in that park i mean there's definitely gonna be there's definitely gonna be weeks to use him and, and maybe if we'll see they owen miller's still hanging around there on that team like maybe the batting average on a whole on the whole is going to be a little better this year if they're just gonna never put him in there against lefties so maybe there's a little boost there but that's yeah i mean there's only you know at certain points of the draft, there's only so many guys that are guaranteed at least, you know, the big half of a job, you know, and you got to just take them. Or if you're behind in power, you're just like, all right, let me get this, got some flexibility. So, yeah, I'm probably not going to have him, but I'm I'm not going to knock anybody that wants to take him. Yeah, um, I feel you. He's I just think he's a decent option um, power-wise for corner outfield. This next guy, though um, – getting a lot of a lot of interest recently um renee pinto who in october had an adp of past 600 now he's at 408 in these four um december drafts very very interesting uh path that renee pinto took to not only being the starter for the rays uh, but then seemingly they just feel like, all right, you know, we don't need Christian Bethencourt. We don't need Francisco Mejia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just like Renee Pinto. Um, and 105 plate appearances uh, last year. He had six home runs, um, showed 16% bow rate, 111 max EV. So we see some thump. We see him not, um, you know, a little bit of an elevated K rate, but. I don't know what 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 do you think? And he's become one of those guys in drafts. I could tell that like people are proud or just like they found their guy, right? They, <laughs> no, I'm serious though. Like, and there's he's some, just there's some swag when they hit the button. There's some swag when he gets picked. You know, I could feel it, even though I can't <laughs> see them. I could feel them be like, yeah, I got my fucking Pinto. 
Yeah, somebody um, you, you can just picture the person that just took Pinto. They just like they hit that button and then they did like a little slow, slow walk around their house. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. One of them is a close friend of mine, and you know very well. And uh, I know for sure that when he hits that button, he's fucking <laughs> dancing in his bathrobe like yeah. fucking Tom Cruise, um, <laughs> sliding down the fucking yeah. hallway on the wood grain. Yeah, all for Renee Pinto. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, I think it's obvious. Well, I don't think I know it's depth. It's depth chart related, but you know, he pulled the ball a good bit last year. I mean, we know what the Rays have kind of kind of done with they search for guys that pull the ball, and you know, if he's going to play, like, yeah, he could. I don't know. I mean, could he pop eighteen home runs? You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's crazy. Uh, but the problem is, is because. Because it's Ronnie Pinto, and they really—I mean, I know—I guess Alex. Well, actually, he's not even Alex Jackson's not even on the forty man. He's not, but They're, they just—I they, just listen. I'm just gonna bring him up, man. I really like Alex Jackson. He's only UT only on NFBC too, so he's mm-hmm. got to get that catcher. But I've taken him as, uh, you know, fourth catcher on my team, round fifty. Oh, oh, you're gonna let you're gonna let the cat out of the bag just like that. You're, I'm, you're I'm doing it right here. Yeah. I mean, I'm not holding anything back. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I told everyone last year I love Isaac. You know, Isaac Hereda. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Alex Jackson's an interesting profile. Triple A belted out twelve home runs. Former first round pick. Former first round pick. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't expect all that Alex Jackson heat. Just like that. So, Dang. but what I was getting, <laughs> what I was getting at was, they don't have another catcher on the forty man. Right. So depending on, I mean, look, if they just if it ends up being Alex Jackson, you know, cool. But not that the Rays are going to spend a ton of money. But if depending on who else they get to kind of fill out this roster, it could end up looking like Pinto isn't going to play as much. So right. that would be my only hesitation there, depending on what they do. But I mean, I mean Alex Jackson. I mean, boom, there it is. Like we should be just be taking Jackson instead of Pinto. Then let's do it. <sighs> yeah, I. Listen, Pinto is just—he's Pinto is hot though, man. People love their Pinto. Um, <laughs> all right, next last guy on the rise we're going to talk about um, with, is James Paxton, who's uh, bumped up uh, about fifty picks. And um, what do you think about Big Big Maple here? Um, so we talked about the launch angle last week for the Patreon. There seems to be some good sentiment about him. So what what's your thoughts on him? Yeah, I I think what was it? I'm trying to I'm stalling here for a second. What was the exact quote about his knee or leg or something? Um oh he said yeah. that it's it's feeling better, right? Yeah, I, I think that's maybe a little little bit of the bump. You know, that was a report from let's see, the eleventh. So maybe that could affect one or two of these drafts. I still need to see where he signs, obviously. Um, but if they're, you know, it's James Paxton. So it's, he could want his front leg to be as healthy as he wants it to be. And it still not work. But I, I do at least like, I like the idea that they know what happened. You know, they know why his, why he tailed off there at the end of the season. And just like, he was, I mean, he was really good. I mean, kind of came out of nowhere, you know, especially in fab leagues to, to really help out some teams. I know I got him in on most of my most of my felt leagues. I ended up grabbing him, and then it all came crashing down like 
over the course of a couple of weeks. It was really sad. But yeah, I mean, really if, he, <laughs> if, if he ends up in a good spot, I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to be interested. You know, especially if uh, if there's rumblings that his that his leg and his knee are healthy. So I, I think that's kind of what this is. But it's it, it might again, it might not mean anything. But at least I like the idea that they they know what happened. You know, they know why why he started to struggle there those last handful of starts. Yeah. Um, without a doubt, I think I think he's in a good spot to um, try to nail because um, right in front of him and ADP and right behind him, you can get some innings eaters and stabilizers. He could just be that upshot if he gives you a really good hundred innings. Um, you'll take it um, if they're going to be as good as it you know was last season. Because last year I didn't take him in DC. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who were on him, and he he gave them you know really good shot in the arm without a doubt. Um, all right, let's hit some down players right now. Who who are these guys you want to touch on, or or do you want to hit any more of the up players that we mentioned? No, good on the good on the up players. I think a lot of them are kind of self-explanatory, like the Henry Davis news and you yep. know, etc. There, Nick Senzel signing with the Nats. I do kind of like that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll get all the playing time. He'll get, he'll get all the playing time he can handle, which we don't know how much that's going to be because it is Nick Senzel. But at least there's at least there's an opening. I say on the down chart. I mean. I, I know why he's down because he's UT only, but like, but like, why, why does Eloy, why does no one want Eloy now all of a sudden? Like, mm. I mean, I get it. I get it with the health and, you know, the team looks like it's going to be worse now this year, but man, I'm, you know, I was, I was one of the clowns trying to take him in the top hundred. So I'm definitely going to be in on him now. You know what I mean? <laughs> one of the clowns, he says. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, a lot of times there was, there were, I guess clowns with even bigger noses in the drafts that I've been in. Cause I haven't had as much Eloy as I would have liked over the last handful of years, thankfully. But yeah, I mean, sign, sign me back up, Rob. Okay. Listen. Um, yeah. I mean, you tell the, tell the listeners the numbers and all about where his ADP is trending, but he's on this down list and yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. He's right now um, in, in, in the four December draft, two forty five. Uh, it's been about one, one ninety, two thirty, two forty-five by month. So, um, interesting spot to grab, Mister Jimenez. Uh, I, it seems like a no-brainer, right? This is, this is like, like I, I was never one for him in the in the eighties, hundreds. I always thought like, oh, if if he kind of was in this. Uh, 150 160 area maybe i'd be more interested mm-hmm. um now he's down here and he feels like a trap it feels like <laughs> it just feels like one of those bets where you're just like yeah there's some reason this doesn't feel true you know i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean it might be a trap but it's i think it's a trap i'm willing to step in i mean let's you would you rather step in a trap mm-hmm. or put your hand in a trap i'll definitely step <laughs> Deb, you need yeah, your hands. Yeah, I need my hands more than my feet. I mean, not. Um, what happened last year? Fifty-three percent ground ball rate. It's still above fifty percent for his career. Only sixteen bombs and four hundred and eighty-nine PAs. Like, I don't, I don't want that with no speed at two forty. But I want. I mean, Steamer's got him for twenty-nine jacks. I mean, that's obviously what you want there. But I mean. What's going on with the power output here? Dropped down the power percentage from fourteen seven to nine three. Hard hit went down eight percent. Um, 
what's going on? Yeah, you almost have to wonder if if maybe he has something going on health wise. Yeah, yeah, an old twenty seven. I mean, he might he definitely could be an old twenty seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of willing to buy back in just just on projections alone. I mean, there's only a handful of guys projected to sniff thirty bombs with not a terrible batting average. Again, maybe being a batting average snub, but. I mean, that's the one thing, you know, he's not going to kill your batting average, yeah. even if the power's not there and he's in and out of the lineup. But, you know, again, he was hurt again last year, so maybe that snaps some of the power as well. I'm just – So he, he's I don't becoming... know, man. I just think – yeah, I just kind of think at this price, man, I'm, I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to take a shot, you know. He's becoming um, like Benintendi. He's just uh, – he won't hurt your batting oh. average. <laughs> oh. So no. fly ball <laughs> fly ball distance, um, 2021, 330. 2022, 342. Last year, 315. League average is 316. So he's getting a league average, um, you know, fly ball distance guy. That's 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 not good. I'm, I'm hoping for his sake that it's definitely, you know, injury-related. And, and it's just scary. I don't know. I just... Especially, but like you said, at least the batting average, at least the yeah. batting average won't kill you. Yeah, um, it's not gonna kill you in batting average. But don't call him Andrew Benintendi, man. Come on, that's just like that's that's mean. That's mean. He just he just becomes the guy who's projecting the good, and then you just say, I mean, listen, I I fell into the trap of Benintendi. It's just it's yeah. a terrible trap. But um, <laughs> who else you got on this down list uh, that you want to throw out there? Uh maybe Hunter Green. Yeah. I was going to say either him or, I mean, some of these, it feels like maybe just like in a small sample of drafts, just like one draft could kind of throw it off a little bit. But like, I think just in general, I think you and I both agree that JPR should never be on any down list, you know, just, just as a rule of thumb. Yep. But yeah, I mean, Hunter, I don't know why Green would be on the down list though. You think he would be on the up list? Like as people start to look into, look into things more in the off season and just with the, the player he is and the hype that's been around him, it's a little surprised that he's on the down list too. But I'm I'm probably not gonna end up with a lot of Hunter Green. I mean, we we touched on a little bit with uh with Lodolo and Abbott. The park is the park is scary. And you know, he he's somebody that we've just we've just seen it like he throws hard, but it also gets hit back at him pretty hard too. And that's a bad park to be pitching in. So but yeah, yep. I don't I don't really understand why he would be on the down list. That kind of just more feels like just some random sample. But yeah, I mean gee if JTR is going to drop, I mean, let's let's throw a party, you know? Like, why is he dropping? I'll throw it. I mean, I'll be yeah. the host. I'll invite him. I'll call him. <laughs> you're going to be the host. You're going to flip the bill, everything. Again, it could be a small sample, but he's yeah. gone from 72 to 84, and that's just – This is – that's a tragedy. I mean, good. But what's your, what's your what's your phrase? Smart, smart the fuck up? I mean, that's smart just – Smart the fuck up. Yeah. yeah smart up. The stud, yeah. the little stud. Yeah, um, yeah, he is, man. All right, buddy. We really hit him hard today. So yeah, uh, I want to thank you again for always coming on and giving me uh, 1,000%. And um, hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Um, you too, man. Stuff, Happy man. holidays. Happy holidays to all the listeners out there. Yes, exactly. Hope everyone has, you know, spent some, spent some good time with your family and, uh, you know, that's it. That's that's what you can focus on. That's 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 number one thing. Friends and family, and love. So uh, if you want to try to find Randy on Twitter, it's at Randy Haynes twenty two. I'm at Dead Pull Hitter and Pull Hitter Podcast. Come join the Pull Hitter Patreon and become a Meatball member. 
Um, the Discord is popping. Over 200 people just talking left and right. We got multiple threads for multiple interests. Dynasty, Draft Champion. We're doing a team draft right now, which is pretty wild. Everyone's voting on who to take. Um, super fun. You got all the other, every other launch angle that we do will be put on there. Um, come try it out for a week um, and see if you like it. Um, so with that being said, hope everyone enjoys the holiday uh, season. And um, we'll be back next week doing something. All right. Don't be a bag of shit. Peace.